y'all? It's Maserati Niche here, and guess what? You're tuned into Niche Speaks Podcast, where I am giving you financial game so that you can get financial gains. Let's go. So, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about home ownership. So, I get a lot of inquiries, um... And DMs about people asking me about home ownership. It's funny because I just had a first time, we called it the first time homeowners VIP workshop. We just had one last week at the Burger Bank. Shout out to the Burger Bank. And um, it went really well. So I just woke up one morning and I was like, listen, I just want to help people become homeowners this year. Because a lot of my clients, a lot of my followers have big dreams of just owning a home. And it's really not something that's this far-fetched thing that's impossible. Like, it really can happen if you have the credentials. And it's not a lot that's going to be required of you. But, of course, one of the things is going to be good credit. Can't get around that. So, home ownership. Let's talk about why it's important. So, why is it important? Home ownership versus renting. So, when you are a renter, and I am a landlord, I have you know, several investment properties where I collect residual income from these properties every single month. And those rent payments that my tenants make pay for my living expenses. It's a beautiful goddamn thing. But the reason that home ownership is important versus renting is this. Every time that you pay your rent, it goes into your landlord's pockets. Now, I'm a landlord, so I'm excited. makes me happy. Every time you pay a mortgage, you gain more equity in that home. Every time you pay a mortgage, it's sort of like you're paying into a savings account where eventually you can go and pull the money out if you need to. So that's the simplest way to explain it. So every time that you pay a mortgage, you're paying down your actual debt on the house and it brings you one month closer to actually owning that house. The ultimate goal with the mortgage is to pay it off. If you don't pay it off, Sorry, God forbid, you're going into foreclosure. So technically, if you have a mortgage, I got a mortgage on my house. I pay it every single month. Every single month that I'm paying it, I'm paying down that actual principal amount that I borrowed. But the house still isn't mine technically until I pay off my debt with the bank. So once I make my final payment on that mortgage, then the house is mine and the deed is is mine and the deed is in my name. But up until that point, I have to make monthly payments. Now, you can get a mortgage with a 15-year loan or you can get a mortgage with a 30-year loan. And there are different programs, FHA or conventional. And we'll get into that later down the line, but I just want to give you the gist of everything pertaining to this mortgage. So you get a mortgage, you have the option of, you know, Um, doing an FHA where you put less money down, or you can do a conventional where you put more money down. The more money you put down, the less money you need to borrow, okay? The more money you put down, the less money you need to borrow. You also have the option of paying it off in 15 years or paying it off in 30 years, whichever makes sense for you. Even if you opt for the 30-year mortgage, you can still make payments anytime you feel like it to actually pay down the principal, which is the actual loan amount. Okay. Now, when you're making your payment every single month, a portion of your payment is going towards the principal. If you get an escrow account, you are basically, you have to negotiate that um, at the time of your mortgage um, pre-approval. You would tell the lender that you want an escrow account so that you can make sure that your taxes and insurance are included in your monthly payment. If not, you're just going to be paying 
a monthly payment that doesn't consist of your taxes and insurance, which means that you will be responsible for covering that annually. Now, the properties that I own outright, my rental properties, I own outright and I don't have a mortgage. So quite naturally, I have to pay out of pocket for my insurance and my um, taxes at the end of the year. So around this time, every year, I get a husky ass, <laughs> I get a real husky tax payment. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of dollars. So for all of the homeowners, I highly recommend that you get an escrow account where the mortgage um, also includes your taxes and insurance, okay? Now, there will be tons of mortgage lenders and brokers that will tell you, listen, hey, I can get you approved for a 580. Just come over here and, and I got it. I'll get the deal done for you. You don't want to go with those type of deals because your interest rate is going to be extremely high. So there's also principal and interest that is also included in your mortgage payment, okay? You don't want majority of your payment to go towards interest versus your principal. And to be honest with you, just starting off, most of your payment is going towards your interest and not your principal. So it literally takes you 30 years to pay down that loan. But every time you make a payment, a portion of the principal comes down. And not only are you paying down the debt, but your property is gaining value. So even if you bought the property for, let's say, 100000 we know that next year that property is going to be worth more than 100000 So it may come in at one hundred one, okay, 101000 And then we know that the following year it may come in at one hundred two five. So each year that property is gaining. So it becomes an asset for you because eventually once you have a certain amount of equity in that property, you can go into that property and pull that equity out. But the first thing they're going to ask you is what? Can anybody guess? They're going to ask you what's your credit scores, okay? Your credit is everything. America is ran off of credit. We need credit for a house. We need credit for a car. We need credit for credit cards. We even need credit. Somebody just told me the other day, you want to rent a car now? Hertz is requiring that your credit scores get pulled. Like, it's serious. Your credit determines if you're going to have a lower insurance rate. Your credit determines if an employer wants to hire you. So it's a big deal. I have police officers that come to me and say, hey, I made it past the test. I'm going into the academy, but they're going to pull my credit, and I need to get my scores together. So you want to make sure if you're purchasing a home, that your credit scores are at least a 660. Now, this is what you need to know. When you go before a lender to try to get a pre-approval, they're going to pull all three of your FICA scores. 85% of the banks and financial institutions pull your FICO scores. So don't say that you're going on, oh, wow, I thought you put that on mute. We thought so. Whatever, things happen. So don't, <laughs> don't go on credit karma and think that, you know, you're, you're on your credit karma scores, your scores are coming in at 700. And then you go to the lender, and the lender pulls your credit, and your scores are coming in at a 570. <laughs> so a lot of people think that credit karma scores are accurate. It's not. You'll be disappointed every time. So you want to make sure you go to creditchecktotal.com. They'll give you accurate FICA scores. Experian will give you accurate FICA scores. Um, one more. Oh, MyFICO, MyFICO.com. They will give you the FICO scores. And if you go to MyFICO, the reports are a little expensive there um, to actually get a copy of your report, but they'll give you different scoring systems. So MyFICO will tell you, like, they'll give you, like, the bank scoring system. They'll give you a home 
scoring system like so you'll know which your scores will be when the lenders the mortgage companies pull it or the banks they have all these different scoring systems credit card scoring system also too um i guess i bet y'all didn't know that my fico is coming up with a fico 10 um new scoring system where they're actually implementing guess what your checking account and your saving accounts they are implementing that into the scoring system so if you got shell looking at me like she looked up like what so if you have bounced checks um if your account goes into overdraft whatever if you just you know don't pay the bank back for any fees or whatever if your account is in a negative it is going to affect your credit scores but for those of you who have mediocre credit or not so good credit or bad this could actually help your scores and the reason why they did this scoring system they're changing it and revamping it is because at one point the average credit score was like six something now the average credit score is 700 so they got to tighten it up and make it a lot more tougher for you to get approved because if not everybody is going to get approved for credit and it's going to mess up <clears throat> it's going to mess up the uh, what do you call it it's going to mess up the economy so yeah so yes so you want to make sure that your credit score um is at least a 660 and you want to make sure you pull your FICA scores. And you want to make sure that all of your scores are at least a 660. They're going to take your middle score. So they're not going to take the lowest score. So if you have a score range of, let's say your TransUnion is a 600, your Equifax is a 650, and then your Experian is a 700. Well, they're going to take the middle score, which will be the 650, and they're going to base your interest rate off of that. So there are other factors um, that will determine your interest rate too, like how much money you have in reserve. Um, how much money you're willing to put down. Even if you get approved for 3% down or 6% down, you can actually put more, a greater down payment down um, if you choose to do so. So if you say, hey, I want a house for 150, but I don't want to borrow 150. I just want to borrow 120. Then you know that you would need to bring an additional 30,000 on top of your closing costs um, if you want a lower um, loan amount. So you want to do the 660. You also want to have pay stubs. You have to verify your income. The banks are not going to give you a mortgage if you can't show that you have money coming in where you can physically make these payments every single month. So you want to have two years tax returns, even if you're self-employed, even if you're a contractor, you do 1099s. You want to have two-year tax returns. You want to show pay stubs. Um, and you also want to have that 660 credit score. Once you have those things, you meet the criteria to get pre-approved for a mortgage. You get your pre-approval, now you're ready to get you a realtor and you go out. Luckily, we have a whole team at Credit Medics where we actually hold your hand through the whole entire process. It's called our Homeowners Home Run Club or our Homeowners VIP Mentorship Program where we actually help you to fix your credit if you need that. Then after that, we put you with a mortgage lender where they can get you a pre-approval, and then we put you with um, our particular realtors that we love to use that get, you know, care about our clients. They're not just going to sell you everything. They're going to make sure that, you know, you get a home inspection. They're going to make sure that, you know, the property is affordable for you. Sometimes people will sell you things or try to get you to lock into these loans, and it's not affordable for you. And you need to make sure that it's affordable for you. If you know that you can only afford a $1,500 a month mortgage, don't go and get a $2,500 a month mortgage because that's not affordable. And eventually what will happen is you're going to fall behind on your payments. And a mortgage 
is the strongest account that you can have on a credit profile. And if you are late, one time on your mortgage, your points, you can lose 70 points, okay? So a mortgage is the strongest account, so you do not want to be late. And if you are continuously late, you can fall in a rut, and eventually they can foreclose on your house. You don't want that to happen. A foreclosure will drop your scores drastically, and your credit is going to go, okay? So we don't need that to happen for you. So after you are pre-approved, you get with one of our um, realtors, and you start shopping for your home. Also, this is one of the things that I speak highly of in terms of just planning and making great choices, okay? Your choices will reflect ultimately how your life is going to pan out. So for me, I wanted a single home, right? I already, you know, own a couple rental properties, and I already, you know, knew what it's like to go through that process. I've been through it a million times. I closed on, you know, a couple homes. I had mortgages on them, and I bought a couple cash and used it as residual income. Sometimes when you ultimately have a goal, it's going to take some compromising. So if you know that your goal is to get a mortgage and you know you need to save money, it's going to require discipline from you. It's going to require for you to say, hey, listen, can't get my nails done, can't get my hair done, can't go to this game, can't go to this concert, can't do this because my ultimate goal is to become a homeowner. I know for me, I wanted this dream home. It was a big goal of mine. So what I needed to do was I needed to, I left my house, rented it out. I moved into my dad's house. Yes, me. Moved into my dad's house. It was the most humbling experience, but it was well worth it. And when I look back, I am so grateful because I have the house that I desired because I, you know, was not afraid to be humble, and I was also not afraid to compromise, and I knew that it was going to take discipline, and I got that shit done. And now I'm in my dream house. So I had to live with my dad for two years, Okay. For two years, I stayed in my father's house, stacked all of my money, and then was and then when I was ready, I was like, okay, let's do this. Got my pre-approval, started looking for a home. And by that time, guess what? I had created more streamlines of income. So now my rental properties and a few other streamlines cover my living expenses. So my mortgage is covered. My car note is covered. My life insurance is covered. And it's all from someone else paying me. So my money that I use from, you know, that I get from credit medics, that's a whole nother entity. So you want to make sure that when you're getting a mortgage that you're setting yourself up right. So even if it means that you have to go and get a duplex, I highly stress this. I had an appointment with a, with a beautiful black family the other day. And when they mentioned to me that they were, gonna, they were thinking about getting a duplex and they asked me what I thought about that, I was like, how did y'all know to do that? They was like, because we listened to you. And I was like, it's a great idea. And it's not their um, ultimate goal. It's not their end result. It's just something for them to be able to leverage right now. So by them moving into this duplex, they're going to occupy one unit, and the other unit is going to bring in income. And because this other unit is bringing in income, that unit – that's bringing an income is going to pay for their mortgage. So technically, they're going to be living for free. And they have this game plan to stay there for two years, and I'm going to help them work it out. Um, I also told them for them to only allow um, one of them to take on the loan for this particular duplex for the mortgage. I said only one of y'all. I said if both of, if both of y'all have really good income, one of y'all names should be on this loan. That's it. So now when you're here for two years, Ultimately, they want to move. The wife will be able to go get another duplex in another two years. 
and then they'll have enough money um, coming in where they can actually use that to pay for their single family home. And their children are still young. So in two years, their kids are going to be, they're still going to be younger than eight years old. So in two years, they'll be moving into the dream home and they'll acquire two duplexes. And the duplexes will wash themselves out that debt. Cause you want to be careful. You don't want to go get a whole bunch of mortgages and car notes and all of this student loans. And then you have all of this debt because your debt to income ratio plays a major part, a major part in how much you will be able to get approved for with this mortgage. Cause the lenders will calculate all of your existing debt and your monthly obligations. They will calculate that and they will calculate your income and they will divide that by your gross. And that will determine how much house you can afford along with the debt you have now. Okay. So you don't want to accumulate all of this debt. So with the duplexes, because it's being um, reported as income, it's going to wash itself out. So if they have a mortgage, we already know that one unit will cover the mortgage and then the rest is income. So now there's extra income. So it'll offset by the time they are ready to go and get their, their single family home. We have any questions? Yes. So how long do you wait to get a collection for elect for a collection to be deleted? Well, says how long do you wait after a collection is taken off to get the credit? So if the collection is off, you're good. Yeah. But she has to make he or she has to make sure that the, when when the collection was paid because if they didn't negotiate to pay for deletion, then that collection is not going to come off or if they didn't dispute it and it came off. Like how do they know that the collection is off because they don't see it anymore. She needs to pull her credit. She, oh, if it's off, she's ready to go. But it depends on what she's trying to um, get approved for too. If she's trying to get approved, she needs to pull her pull her credit herself. That will tell her exactly where her credit scores are, and if that account still exists on there. So there are so good question. Our realtors actually have they are actually a part of the first time home buyer programs. Um, we have realtors that are licensed in Jersey, PA, and Delaware. So yes, they will assist you with that, with getting grants. Now the grants, getting grants may take a lot longer. Somebody was telling me about the NAC program. I've heard about this so many times. That program is really tedious, and they want all of these requirements and credentials, and they have all of these demands, but they're going to give you funding towards your closing costs, um, or they're going to give you grants towards your down payment, but you have to go through this whole process, and I've known people that have been in the process for six months. When I've had people come to me, and we get them pre-approved, and they're ready to go in 30 days. So it's, it depends on how, how worth it you feel that that's going to be and how much money they're going to give you. If they're going to give you 10000 I would say, hell yeah, ride it out. Six months, eight months. That's, that's a big chunk of money. But if they're talking about giving you $3,500, you are going to close in a year and all that, nobody got time for that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So somebody's had a, somebody had a question about business credit. So we actually just recorded our, fir, our well, last week we recorded the um, business credit episode. So you can catch that and all of the answers to, you know, your questions are on that. Next question. So that's a good question. So any late payments are going to follow you. If anybody out there in um, TV land, <laughs> YouTube land, podcast land, 
Um, anybody out there, if you pull your credit, you'll notice that that late payment is going to follow you for years and years and years and years and years. So a lender can look back and see that you were late on your mortgage. And how likely are you to lend to somebody who was late on their mortgage? That's where you live. So we know technically, even if it was mis a mistake, a lender is looking at it like, oh, you ain't, you don't got no money. You, you can't even pay for your primary residence. Like, even if it was a mistake, it doesn't look good. So, but here's the thing. A lot of people don't know that if you are late on an account one time, there's a such thing as a goodwill letter where you can actually write them and try to get them to excuse that late payment and try to remove it. But you, it can't, a goodwill letter cannot be used if you are consistently late on payments all the time. So a goodwill letter is good for one late payment. And most creditors will, will give you that, that excuse late payment. Next question. major loans so you want to have credit so the best way to build credit is to get credit so some people say well i got bad credit so how am i going to get credit well you can get you can use our secure card our secure card if you go to our you know credit medics um instagram page or you go to my maserati niche page on instagram you'll see that there's a link for you to credit build you can use that um you can also schedule an appointment with us to credit build there are affiliations that we have that will give you a five thousand dollar revolving line of credit there's two companies like that so there are different ways to to do it you could also do self-lender um you can also do um Experian is allowing you to report your utilities now or something like that. I've been seeing that a lot lately. Um, if you have the monthly membership subscription with them, they allow you to do that. So that's a good way. You also, one of the good things to do is to get a secured loan or a credit builder loan. Truemark um, is a credit union. They do secured credit builder loans. Um, it's a couple other ones too. You just would want to ask around whatever, um, state you live in or whatever, um, community you live in, whatever that community bank is primarily the credit unions. You want to do a secured loan to help you build. And then a lot of you guys out there have student loans. If you actually start paying those on time, then you will actually see your credit scores go up too, instead of avoiding those student loan payments. And if those student loans are continuously reporting late every single month, Every 30 days, your credit is taking a hit because those student loans are reporting late. So that is um, another way. So basically, credit building. You want to make sure you got the secure card. You want to make sure you do a secured loan. You can come see us to credit build with the, um, our credit builder accounts, our affiliations, where you're guaranteed to get approved for $5,000 revolving lines of credit. You also can do self-lender, and you also can go to Experian where they allow you to report your utilities. Um, do we have any more questions? So business loans. So for instance, most of the bigger banks want you to at least um, to be a 680. You want to be at a 680 credit score in order to qualify. So there are people that always DM me and say, hey, well, you know, um, can I get, can I get a, can I get a line of credit? Can I get a credit card? Can I get a loan? Can I do this? Can I do that? You want your scores to be at a 680 and you will have to be the personal guarantor in order to do that. 
um, if you are not willing to be the personal guarantor, and for those of you who don't know what a PG is, a personal guarantor basically means that, hey, I want to apply for this business credit, but I'm not willing to sign my, my name and give you my social. If you are allowing the banks to hold you accountable personally, they will give you this business credit card or this business line of credit. Because if your business, by any chance, you fall short, you, you, you know, you've got to file bankruptcy, your business, um, you just abandon the business and walk away or you abandon the debt, then personally they can come after you. I personally, I don't have a problem with being a personal guarantor. Um, as long as I am capable and able of making money, I'm going to always pay my bills because I understand that it's bigger than that. The purpose of paying my bills on time out of me at this point just being disciplined, like I just cannot not pay them. But I understand that I need to always have my credit scores over 700 because some of my best friends are billionaires. Like, my best friends are billionaires. Wells Fargo, Citizens, PNC, Bank of America. Those are my best friends. And as long as my credit scores are above 700, I will always be able to walk into the banks confidently and get a bag. And I always want to be able to do that because I'm a businesswoman. I'm a businesswoman. My businesses are constantly growing. I'm always looking to invest in other businesses. And I don't want to use my capital. I don't ever want to have to resort to using my own money. My own money is my cushion. My own money is moving for me. I use my money to create more residual income. I use the bank's money to do other things too. So as long as I am able to get to a bag to, you know, flip that bag or to invest that bag to get equity or whatever it is that's going to create residual income for me or that's going to be pro a profit for me I need to be able to do that at any time so that is why you know I like to keep my scores at a 700 and I like to be disciplined and I like to pay my bills on time and I'm just an honest person because I'm honest <laughs> So my honesty has gotten me a long way. Um, any of you guys that are looking to obtain, you know, business credit, any of you guys that are looking to purchase a home, any of you guys, even if you have a car, man, listen, man, I see so many people that come to me that have, you know, older model cars and they're paying a trillion dollars. My interest rate on my car is literally 1%. When you go to the dealership, depending on what your scores are, it's going to determine what tier you're going to fall under. And the, the if you are in tier A, tier B, tier C, those are the highest tiers in terms of lower interest rates. And if you fall in tier D and, and, and E, and F, like your interest rates are going to be super high and you're going to be paying a ton of money. And majority of your car payment is going towards the interest and not your principal. So it it's... Even having good credit saves you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars annually just being able to secure lower interest rates. So even if you guys are locked into these high interest rates, there are ways to get your credit up. You could do trade lines. If you need trade lines, if you need information about trade lines, call the office. We can edu educate you on trade lines. Um, if you have a husband or wife that has good credit, 
get them to add you to their trade lines so you can piggyback off their trade lines and you can ride off of their good payment history and get an increase in your scores and then refi out of that high interest rate car note or refi your credit cards. You can refi your credit cards. How many of y'all knew that you could refi your credit cards? The way that you refi your credit cards is you transfer that credit card debt to a 0% interest credit card and that is allowing you to save money on interest and you are able to pay the card down quicker now you want to make sure that you pay it off with that within that introductory um zero percent apr rate so that you are saving money and the debt could you know be paid down sooner also too if you have business credit cards you can actually transfer the personal credit card debt over to the business credit card debt. And what happens when you do that is your utilization will drop down super duper low and your credit scores will jump up. And now that personal debt has been moved over to the business side and it's not gonna affect you on the business side. On the business side, it's completely different. The rules just aren't the same. Got the business credit, got personal credit, two different things. You can max out on your personal credit cards and your business credit scores not be affected. You cannot cannot max out on the personal side by using all your credit cards and your debt be high as shit and your balances are high and think that your scores won't be affected. I have had clients that come to me with crazy utilization. I'm talking about 90% utilization. You're damn near maxed out on your credit cards 100%. You're at 90, okay? So for the sake of you wanting your scores to go up, pay your debt down. Once you begin to pay your debt down, guess what happens to your credit? You can get in the 700 Club. So listen, I told y'all, I'm giving y'all game. I'm giving y'all this financial game so that you can have financial game. But you have to stay tuned. You have to continue continuously watch. I need your support. We working. I'm giving y'all information. I'm going to help you get to the bag. Once again, y'all, Maserati Niche, you are tuned into the Niche Speaks podcast. I'm giving you financial game so that you can have financial gains. I'm loving on y'all. One.